0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort.
1: Start with that, with we Heather welcome you to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm on this Monday afternoon, April the 20th. This is the day that was originally scheduled to be the uh, lifting of the Shelter-in-Place Act in the uh, state of Mississippi. Uh, we got the news on Friday morning that that was being extended by a week, and so it's uh, now next Monday, the 27th, uh, when the Shelter-at-Home order is expected to be lifted, but... Uh, that also has the potential to be a moving target. If there is a uh, a need, um, if the governor and uh, and his folks uh, continue to uh, look at it, uh, then uh, and there's a need to make a change, then that could possibly happen. But we will uh, we'll wait and see on that. Glad to have you along this afternoon, about half an hour later than normal, whatever normal is anymore. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. We would love for you to be a part of the conversation as we move throughout the afternoon on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. At C Spire, they're not just saying they care, they're taking action to show it through COVID-19 and every day from free wireless data for educational websites to connecting businesses with the tools to work from home. Learn more at cspire.com slash cares. Michael Borky floated the uh, idea on Twitter earlier today that we would spend uh, the entire show this afternoon debating who's better, LeBron or MJ. Woo! Well, that's not exactly going to happen. And Are you Borky, sure that Rippy's not... got
2: a very layered, uh, nuanced take on Jordan versus LeBron debate? I think we should spend the next two hours and 29 minutes on it. That's just me.
1: Yes, I am, I'm quite certain that's not what's going to happen. And uh, if the Twitter responses were any indication, there's nobody else that wants to uh, have that happen. But we will talk a little bit about Last Night. How cool was that as The Last Dance made its debut? Uh, the first two parts of a 10-part documentary series. Uh, it's an ESPN Films production in conjunction with uh, Netflix. Uh just just quickly out of the gate is it the most highly anticipated sports documentary ever?
2: Without a doubt, especially because of the times. I think it still would have yeah. been anyway, but now that there is nothing else in the sports world,
0: oh yeah. The the only other one that comes to mind that I was just like waiting for was the OJ documentary they did. Um and was I don't know, Made if, in America. Yeah, which was fantastic. But I mean, that's a, it's a sports documentary, and that it had a sports figure at the center of it. But it's not really a sports documentary; it's a true crime documentary at, at its heart. And what Borky said is correct: the fact that there's nothing else going on. I mean, that was that was sports for us uh, on Sunday night. That was something everybody that you follow on Twitter was probably watching it, commenting on it. it. Was just like if there had been a game on. I cannot remember.
1: Like honestly, cannot remember outside of a specific game that I wanted to watch. The last time that I said something is coming on television at eight o'clock. At six o'clock, we started making plans on okay, we got to get the kids fed, we got to get them to bed, we got to get stories read, baths taken, all that good stuff. Everybody's got to be down because at eight o'clock, I'm sitting down in front of the television and I'm not moving until it's over. Jane didn't sleep particularly well the night before on Saturday night, so she went to sleep with our youngest child at like seven thirty last night, and the two older ones went to sleep early as well. And I just went to my office, and at seven fifty, I sat down, I watched the end of the Peyton places or Peyton's places with the uh, Bears, the the Ditka thing, and then did not move for two solid hours. Yeah, and I tweeted after the fact that if they had. Been willing to roll out eight more hours, the final eight episodes of that documentary. I would not have moved for eight hours, other than to run to the restroom in a commercial break. I was that enthralled with it, and would have sat there and watched and watched and watched. I would have been exhausted today. I certainly would be feeling it right now, but I would have sat there through the entire thing. I thought it was that good.
3: Yeah, it was yeah I'm going to two hours of TV. Yeah.
0: It's it's so weird having to wait. You know, we have gotten used to Okay, so this is new show on. I'm going to sit down and binge it and be done by tomorrow. And now I have to wait, you know, all this time. So, but yes, yeah, so I would have I would have totally been locked in with you probably for the, for the duration. Borky, you've got uh opening poll question
2: today? Yeah, I think one of the major takeaways that I had um and a lot of people did, they made it a focal point was the existence of Scottie Pippen and what he was able to do for those teams and, and what he did for that uh, Bulls team after Jordan left to go play baseball for a couple of years. Uh, they were still very good uh, after he left, and you can chalk that up to uh, a lot to do with Scotty's presence. So in the entire sports sphere, is Scotty Pippen the greatest number two, the Robin to the Batman of all time? Hmm.
1: So it's yes or no on Twitter, yes or no. Let's do one more yes or no poll question. I just want to know: Did you watch "Man, The Last Dance" episodes one and two Sunday night, starting at eight o'clock? Last night, did you watch? Yes or no? Curious. You know, based on Twitter, have we gotten ratings numbers yet? Have you seen those? I've I've not seen seen a national number yet. Okay. Supposedly, the numbers in Chicago were massive, but I always felt like Michael Jordan. I know Chicago claims him as their own and deservedly so, but Michael Jordan always felt like a national story, not a Chicago story. Eh, people in Chicago might argue otherwise, but um, I thought specifically Michael Jordan was always a national story.
2: I looked, well, went yeah. back and looked at the ratings numbers of the NBA during really during the time when they won their first title to, to their last under Michael Jordan, the popularity of him in particular, the league itself was more popular a lot of things were more popular viewership wise back then because of trends but the n b a and specifically Michael Jordan's rock star popularity is hard to fathom i mean it's you guys were were much older than me at the time. I only remember really vividly remember Jordan when he was with the Wizards so the only real knowledge I have is watching old games and reading a lot about his time but is there an athlete today that is more popular or as popular than Michael Jordan ever was when he was there his shoes still sell better than anybody else in the NBA right now
0: yeah there's, there's not a one there's Tiger Woods is the only close second That's, uh, that, that, yes I would agree with that and, and I think
1: it's a global answer like I, I mean I, I understand how how popular uh, Lionel or Lionel, whichever you prefer Messi is, and um, you know Cristiano Ronaldo and I mean even if you want to rewind decades and and talk about someone like Pele because you're talking about the most popular sport in the world with some of the most transcendent stars in that sport. None of those three that I just mentioned get anywhere close to Michael Jordan. They may get closer to Tiger Woods, but I don't think they're there either. I think it's Michael Jordan, a clear number one, and then Tiger, a pretty clear number two, but the, level, the, the amount of separation between number one and number two is pretty significant. And the thing that makes it, Borky, I don't, I don't think this is exactly the way you asked the question. You're talking about when he was at the height of his stardom. To me, the thing that makes Michael Jordan so unbelievable, uh, unbelievable is what you said a second ago about him still saying, selling more shoes than anybody else. He's not necessarily as popular as he was, but Michael Jordan, the name, is as recognizable today As it was when he was playing. And we're 20 years removed from him playing basketball professionally. To add an additional point to yours,
2: college football teams currently today get excited when they get the Jordan brand.
1: Michigan football wears Jordan brand still today. Don't you remember when that first happened? And, and, And I think Michigan was the first to do it, right? I think Michigan was the first Jordan brand school for football. They were the first
0: Jumpman, yeah.
1: yeah. And people looked at it like, it's a basketball player. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. And I said, it makes all the sense in the world. It's the most popular brand. I mean, it is a subset of the most popular brand. But Michael Jordan and the Jumpman logo is almost as recognizable as the swoosh. I mean, it's like, that. that's the elite pocket within Nike. It's like, okay, yeah, everybody wants to be Nike, but if you get to be like super Nike, well, that's what you're getting with Jordan Brandt. And so so think about it. You've got Michigan in all sports. So their baseball team's got a Jumpman logo. Florida in all sports. Oklahoma in all sports. North Carolina. Yeah. The University of Houston in basketball, North Carolina did go jump man, didn't they? They did,
2: yeah. Their football facility even opened up a Jordan room where it's in the football facility and it's a room with every pair of Jordans that have ever been released in it. And that's what it is. There was,
0: there was a really good point. I don't know if it was on Twitter or just an article I read that said, if you want to see the, the, the spread of Michael Jordan, they interview Patrick Ewing, who lost to Michael Jordan, at Georgetown. He's now the coach at Georgetown, wearing a Georgetown polo with a Michael Jordan Jumpman logo on it. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that, that that is saying something.
1: So it's Michigan, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Florida. And then in college basketball, you got a few more schools. You, you have those four, Michigan, Oklahoma, Florida, North Carolina, and then Marquette. And Georgetown. And H- this story that I'm not not—I'm looking at, I don't see it, but the University of Houston is on that list as well. And I'm not 100% sure what the connection is with Houston. I don't know if that's Clyde Drexler related or something else. But uh, they're one of the uh, the schools as well. But yeah, that's a great point, Borky. I mean, you, you're talking about football teams, college football teams where that's a massive deal. Florida does not put out a piece of marketing literature for athletics that does not have a Jumpman logo on it somewhere.
2: I didn't know this. Patrick and Starkville says, Denny Hamlin, the NASCAR driver, wears
1: Jumpman on his driver suit. Really? Don in Vicksburg says, I will never buy Nike again. You gotta tell me more than that, Don. You, I, you gotta I give have me a yeah, feeling I'll, I know. I'll
0: bet everything yeah, I know
1: that's a Kaepernick-related thing. <laughs> well, okay. If it's a Kaepernick-related thing, I get it. That's fine. There are lots of people that have have gone down that road. Nike shares I don't think haven't it really would hurt. Be much else. I, no, I, I just wondered from a Huge timing Pistons standpoint. Fan. Don and Vicksburg. If there's something that Don and Vicksburg saw last night that made him think that he was never going to buy Nike again, he says Kaepernick right. is the reason. He says, fair Kaepernick. enough.
2: This racing suit is sweet. He's got the jump man on both of his shoulders.
3: Morky, I want you to close cool. one up
0: for me on the poll question.
3: Let's Would hear it. we
0: count Kobe as a number two behind Shaq, or were they both sort of Ooh, number one, one and one A? They're a one and one, right? Okay. Because yeah, somebody on, on the Twitter feed said Lou Gehrig with with Babe Ruth. i was like, ah, eh, that's kind of one A, one A, one B. I don't I don't consider Lou Gehrig number two. Yeah, because
2: Pippen was Pippin is clearly
0: a tier below Jordan. Yes. Okay, then I will say yes on the poll question. Pippin is a tier below Jordan.
1: Not to start the Jordan Lebron argument, mm-hmm.
0: but everybody that's ever played the game is a tier below Jordan. Well, now I would say that there's the elite player, and then there's the great player. Pippen is a. Pippen great player. Pippen got NBA
3: votes the two years Ty, uh, Michael was out, or MVP votes. Excuse me.
1: Does that? Yeah. I mean, Scottie Pippen? He was named one of the fifty greatest players in the history of the NBA.
0: But he's in not the a history top of the player. league,
1: he he what? Not a top ten
2: player. Is it fair to still call him Robin, though? I, that, that's the the yeah. point of the question. Is is he was definitely Robin to Jordan's Batman,
0: and he, he could be Batman to Jordan's Superman. Oh yeah, that, that too.
1: Aaron and Gulfport says Dwayne Wade was LeBron's. LeBron's had a few. Yeah I, would, yeah, I would say LeBron. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Because he had Kyrie for a little while, and if he didn't lose his mind He's thinking a, the Earth was flat, he'd have ended up being a Hall of Famer himself. But his craziness Davis. is, yeah, and Davis, and I mean he had Wade and Bosch and so
0: and Anderson Varejao, don't forget. Oh yeah, and Matthew Kyrie Della will Vadova. make the Hall of Fame pretty easily.
2: You think so? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He will.
2: He's already running off coaches in Brooklyn,
0: though. Well, I mean that's just that's what great that's what great players do. Ask Jordan. He ran off Doug Collins. Borky, what happened on
1: uh, on the Sports Sunday show yesterday? I'm uh, told to ask you if you have uh, recovered from being debunked and utterly destroyed on Sports uh, Sunday No, that, guy, yesterday. that
2: guy's a clown. Even if he's my only listener, I'd prefer not to have one. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, if just... he's my only listener, I'd prefer not to have him.
2: Hey, so basically – it, and I tweeted it out without a, a whole lot of context, which I shouldn't have done because Twitter, it, there, there's absence of context. People used that documentary yesterday to claim that the the league was better then, and I'm not talking about like more entertaining or more popular. It was obviously more popular than than it is right now. That is undeniable without question. But to say that teams now wouldn't beat teams then, I think is stupid. Because we don't know the style of play was very different, the guys on jordan's ninety one championship team didn't play high school basketball with a three point line, like the style of play was just so different and to say that, oh well, LeBron back in the nineties he wouldn't have survived. He's six foot eight two hundred and fifty pounds. he's one of the best pure athletes to ever live. Yeah, he would have been just
1: as good back then. he, he would have and you know what else is crazy. So Borky, the the quotes that uh, they showed the video clips of some of the big guys in the league when they were talking about Jordan coming in, and you had multiple players who were big men talking about the fact that you you can't run a team through a six six guard. You you can't have one guy carry a team. Hmm. If that's going to happen, it has to be through a big man in the middle. It's got to be through Patrick Ewing. It's got to be through Hakeem Olajuwon. It's got to be through, you know, a, a, a Wilt Chamberlain or, um, you know, a Robert Parrish or a Kevin McHale or a Bill Walton. I mean, that good grief! The size that the Celtics had, yeah. and Larry Bird kind of talked about that some last night was uh, was remarkable. Uh, we'll At continue time, to talk a little bit about uh, a little oh, bit about the last dance from last night, and I, just some things that may have jumped out. Like maybe if you're watching if there's something that kind of jumped out at you. There were a couple of things that stood out to me, and they're, they're kind of inconsequential in terms of
0: the story, but I just thought they were fascinating. Hey, Dad, what were you going to say? I saw it was another tweet. I saw that at the time, you know, they had Walt Frazier say that about, you know, you've got to be a center. At that time, 16 of the previous 20 MVPs had been centers. I mean, that's what the NBA was in 1983-84. It was a big man's league. Michael Jordan yeah. is the reason it changed. Fascinating storylines coming out
1: of uh, the first two episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. And, I mean, it's called a Jordan documentary, which it is, but it's really a documentary about that that last Bulls team that was trying to win its sixth championship in eight years, that 1997-98 team. And it's not just all Michael Jordan all the time, but certainly he is the driver of the storyline. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Quick timeout. We will be right back with you after this. 601-879-4395. That's the number for you for the C Spire text line. COVID-19 is impacting all aspects of the lives of Mississippians. In honor of the 16 Make-A-Wish kids in Mississippi and to help our heroes on the front lines of this battle, Make-A-Wish staff, volunteers and wish families will donate a hand-sewn mask to local health facilities for every $10 donated. It's called the Fund-a-Mask Grant-a-Wish Challenge. To donate and help a help grant a wish to a child with a life-threatening disease and help our healthcare workers get uh, the masks that they need, go to supertalk.fm/masks. Really cool way for you to help. Uh, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey. Just random things that you might have noticed during the first two episodes of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary uh, last night. Here's one for you right out of the gate. When Michael Jordan's mother was talking, Dolores Jordan, did you notice how she always referred... To her deceased husband. She never called him James. She always called him Mister Jordan. Did you guys catch that? Not until
2: right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I, I remember. I remember it happening now, but I don't. I didn't re- pay attention to it during the, uh, the broadcast.
2: One of those things that now that I see it, I won't be able to unsee it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry.
2: No, Although, I understand mean, it it's out. interesting.
1: That's I, it, cool. It was just fascinating to me. Uh, I, I thought the backstory with uh, with Michael Jordan's brothers talking about uh, the competitiveness and you know kind of where they grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, and in order to stay out of trouble, the parents, uh, James and Dolores Jordan, uh, Mr. Jordan and Mrs. Jordan, uh, you know, early on got them involved in in sports and activities and and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. It was, I, the first time I heard it, I kind of like that's interesting, and then. As it continued throughout the night, she was, you know, Mr. Jordan did this and Mr. Jordan, I don't know, just uh, just caught me as a little fascinating. Um, How about I loved and and some people have pointed this out when Jerry Krause was trying to convince Michael Jordan that they didn't want him to play, and he said, "Let me let me put it to you this way, Mike. If I gave you a bottle that had ten pills in it and you had a bad headache." and nine of the pills would make your headache go away, but the 10th pill would make you die. Would you take the pill? And Jordan's response, it depends on how bleeping bad the headache is. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. What stood out for you? Give me a nugget that maybe is a little off the radar from those first two episodes last night.
2: Don't know how off the radar this is, but how about the evolution of Jimmy Sexton? Going from letting his client, and I understand the circumstances around Scotty Pippen's life at the time, but even though he tried to stop him, letting his client sign a contract that uh, was way lower than he could have gotten, and now he's fleecing college football programs across the country for money that they don't need to be paying their head coaches. What a shift in direction for that guy.
0: Basically, after the Pippen thing, he said never again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He has held to that. Yeah. I saw a lot of people reacting that way. Oh, it's terrible for Jimmy Sexton. If you've got someone that grew up with nothing and they are offered absolutely life-changing money and they say, I'm taking the money, and the agent says, this is a bad deal, you don't need to do this deal, and they say, I'm taking the money, and the owner of the team, Jerry Reinsdorf, said to Scotty, according to him, this is what he said last night. Now, who knows how it actually happened. But Jerry Reinsdorf claimed last night that he advised Scotty not to sign the deal. Not to sign the deal that Jerry Krause was offering. And Scotty said, I needed to sign that deal to make sure that I could take care of the people in my life.
3: It, it reminds me, because you, you don't get long-term contracts in the NBA anymore, but that Ozzie Albi's contract... Where he's making like, what, five to seven million for the next either five or seven years? You get the math there. It's a $35 yeah. million dollar deal, and it was just like kind of bypassed maybe a, his prime free agent years. or same at with least Acuna, one of right? Them. I mean, Acuna's
0: making a lot more, but he's making a lot less than he probably could get.
3: I believe so, but I don't think he got locked into his one as long term as Albies. I could, could be wrong, though. Yeah.
1: I do remember when both of those deals popped up last year, they were termed to be very team friendly.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, Cunha's in an eight-year, $100 era.
0: million dollar extension. So.
3: so it was both of them. And then yeah. Albies was what, like five for 35 or six for yeah, 35? Yeah, something like that,
0: yeah. yeah. Hmm. They should be getting 35 a
3: season almost. Jeez. Seven years, 35, excuse me.
1: And there are a lot of owners that would have redone Scottie Pippen's deal with a year or two left, but Jerry Reinsdorf wasn't one of them, and he said that. He said, look, when you sign a deal, don't come to me Trying to renegotiate. It. We'll renegotiate when it's time to, for your next deal to go in place. But you signed the contract. Stand by it. And it was pretty clear that the way Scottie Pippen handled that in that last season rubbed Michael Jordan the wrong way. Abundantly clear. It's more Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. we got more coming up with you after this. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
3: FM. you
1: guys remember watching uh, the movie The Social Network? you remember that? the uh, It was the, the story of the launch of Facebook and the Winklevoss twins and all that went into that?
0: Yeah, I watched it the other day, actually. I've never seen it, but I remember hearing about it.
1: Rippy, do you remember that one of the great debates was the name of the company? That uh, uh, We wanted to call it The Facebook Ultimately giving way to Facebook The Facebook sounds awfully weird now Did you notice in the advertisements Limited commercials last night They didn't refer to it as Facebook but the Facebook company
2: <laughs> They had a really good one too um, uh, It was a it was An insurance commercial that cracked me up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pretty good spots that were uh, in there. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippy. thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. We'll get into the college football fix coming up a little bit later, uh, I guess an hour from right now. We will talk some Mississippi State there. As uh, we got news out of Starkville in the transfer portal not necessarily surprising news, maybe even suspected news. Hey, Dad, quick thought on this, and we'll talk about it more uh, in detail uh, for the college football fix in the five o'clock hour. But uh, Keaton Thompson uh, entering the transfer portal for the second time—hard to believe that this time he won't follow through, though, with the
0: whole transfer portal thing. I think when you look at it, you know, I think he might as well have just been in the portal from August of last year to now, uh, the way that that he, you know, he didn't play. It's obvious he he was not going to be a part of Mississippi State's future. My guess is, back in August, he didn't like the uh, the options that he was presented. So, you know, because that that late in the season, it's going to be, or that late in the, I guess, before the start of the season, it's going to be difficult to find a spot. Now you've got all of the off season to do it. So maybe probably have some better offers this time around. Where do you think he ends up? Uh, Somebody asked me that on Twitter, and I would say, if I had to guess, and it it is strictly a guess. Somewhere in the state of Louisiana, not called LSU. Okay, so kind of going back home. Yeah, you know, if he ended up at, I mean, honestly, with the offense, Lafayette runs, he'd be perfect for that. I, I would not be surprised to see that. But you know, somewhere like that, Nichols, McNeese, ULM, something, something along those lines. Yeah, uh, interesting to uh, see how that uh, that
1: shakes out. C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you may do so. That's the best way to do it. Experiencing fever, cough, sore throat, or shortness of breath, C Spire and UMMC are partnering to offer free COVID-19 screening through the C Spire Health app for all Mississippians experiencing symptoms. Learn more at cspirehealth.com. Uh, So we're spending some time uh, because it's the thing that so many people are talking about today, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary that uh, came out last night. So some of the things that I, I think are worth hitting on from the story, if you didn't watch it, you can go back and watch it where? Netflix does not have it yet because I did look after the show ended and I knew it was eventually going to be on Netflix and I thought, well... Hey, can I just binge watch the next eight episodes? It's it's not there yet. I guess you it's, can it's, go back to uh, what? Watch ESPN or the ESPN app?
0: Yeah. The Netflix thing, I looked, I got somebody uh, t- tweeted me about it, and I looked at it. It's only going to be available on Netflix outside of the US. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Not well, good to know. A How about the hatred for Jerry Krause? too
2: I mean, so, many though, never right
3: fly today
2: I mean Rippy and I were talking about the talking about it this morning if he doesn't exist if it's any other general manager to ever grace the NBA including a guy like del dams who was a failure uh, and Jordan doesn't leave for two years to play baseball I mean that's a a core that approaches 10 championships no
0: yeah
1: you think there were that many more left in there in the tank? You think? I mean, they think won they three in four a row more?
2: before he leaves, and and he left for two years. So, just you would imagine that they get at least one of those two, right?
0: Yeah, I would think so. I, I mean, those were so. good Rockets team, obviously, but you know, Jordan probably could have Jordan and the and the Bulls at full strength probably beat those Rockets teams.
3: And then the tail end. Well, of that the, Rockets team was an eight seed, wasn't it? No. Were
2: we talking ninety four playoffs? Yeah, I've got I
1: got no idea, no idea. Here comes the if only there was a device thing. We yeah, have a device.
3: The, no, f- the um, devices are up and running here. Houston was a two.
2: Yeah, they were a yeah, two but, that year. At one one season. year they
3: made so they made some run as an eight, but I guess it was not that year.
0: Yeah, that, and that team with Akeem and all that, they, they were one of the best teams in the league that year. Yeah, and they had Drexler the second year. So,
1: Mike, you say that we're having some serious audio issues on the video stream. Yeah, we're, we're working through those. I, I think things are freezing up, and uh, uh, we're still trying to walk on this deal. We're, we're going to have it before long where we're running, and we're running fast every day, but uh, we're still trying to kind of work through things on the uh, live stream. Hope you will hang out with us or hang on with us. And uh, we'll try and get those uh, those figured out. Um, the players were mean to Jerry Krause, like demeaning, and it—I guess it kind of reached its pinnacle at the end with Scottie Pippen and the contract. I—I I don't understand. I mean, I guess they—they they, they talked some about Jerry Krause as a character and the fact that. Um, he had little man syndrome and he never was able to allow Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan to be the star and just kind of stay out of the way. If he had just stayed out of the way, and and part of the rap on Jerry Krause is not fair because he made some really, really important moves. Like when he got rid of Charles Oakley and brought Bill Cartwright in, they, they talked about the fact that that kind of got the Bulls rolling in the direction where they were able to win championships. They needed a big man. But if he had kind of stayed out of the way and had been willing to pay Phil Jackson and sign him to a long-term deal and had been willing to pay Scotty and get that deal going and treat those players differently, would he be recognized as the greatest general manager in the history of sports in the same way that Michael Jordan is recognized as the greatest player and Phil Jackson is, uh, there are people that argue,
0: is the greatest basketball coach of all time? He'd certainly be in the conversation. I mean, I'm trying trying to think off the top of my head um, of, like, of great general managers. I mean, does was Red Arbach get credit? For <laughs> I, I was going to say, who
1: was putting Red Arback's teams together with the Celtics?
0: Red Arback. You know, uh, Jerry West would be in that conversation, I guess. Uh, I mean, Maybe St- St- Steinbrenner sort of ran everything through most of the glory years. He had Cashman there, but I don't know.
2: Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, Belichick, definitely. Doesn't and, uh, have the title,
2: but he has the who responsibilities. Was
0: the, who was the GM for the 49 Carmen Policy, wasn't that his name? For those great 49ers teams? Oh, back in the DeBartolo days?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: what else stood out to you last night? I'd forgotten that the the Sonics drafted Scottie Pippen. Gosh. His story is remarkable. Pippen, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. Okay, maybe the dynasty never happens. Jeez.
3: Or Portland drafting what's that guy's name? Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. I knew
0: that Sam Bowie had been. The Everything second. I mean, was so been...
3: rigid back then. They basically just were sort of like, "Yeah, Clyde Drexler's a two guard, Jordan's a two guard. That won't work together."
0: I, I read a great quote that Bobby Knight was talking to whoever the GM for the Blazers was talking about bad GMs, and he said, "You should draft Jordan." It was like, Reese Davis even. that shared the story. Yeah, yeah, he said, I, "I can't. I need a center." Then draft him and play him at center. That's how good he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Drexler. I mean, the 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 butterfly effect stuff is all over the place. Drexler and Jordan. I mean, the Blazers probably win four or five championships. Yeah. Um, a lucid Bobby
1: Knight. You were reminded of the basketball mind that he once was, not yeah what he is now. Um, but to recognize Jordan on the eighty four Olympic team before he has ever played a game in the NBA, says it's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Not the best college player,
0: best basketball player. I love James Worthy's quote, too, about, I was better than him for about two weeks. (laughs) Like James Worthy, man, the Hall of Famer. You know, top one of the best players of all time. I was better than him for about two weeks, and then he caught up.
1: How smooth was that shot that he hit in the 81 championship game of
0: the NCAA tournament? One last takeaway for me. Pat Riley is still maybe the coolest guy in the world. Always has been. Yes.
1: 100% agree. I, that, that was something that I was going to say. I mean, cool just oozes off of Pat Riley. Still to this day. Sports Talk Mississippi will take a quick timeout. Be back with you on this Monday. No! Back with you on this Monday afternoon at Sports Talk Mississippi. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Thanks for being with us. Uh, small local businesses are going through some difficult times right now, and there are a few things that we can all do to support our la- our favorite local businesses during these unsettling times. Remind uh, we we want to remind you that the most helpful thing you can do is buy local, buy gift cards. Businesses get. Uh, what they need today, and you'll be able to use it later when life returns to normal. Don't forget, you can order takeout or curbside pickup from your local uh, favorite restaurants. There's a new webpage that we put up, supertalk.fm eats, E-A-T-S. Tons of options for you all across the state, and we're still adding to the list. A little compassion right now can go a long way. It is draft week. And the NFL did something today that didn't get off to the smoothest start. They had a mock draft. You know, we, we've been reading mock drafts from NFL.com and CBS Sports and ESPN, and we need to know what Malkaipa Jr. thinks and all of that good stuff. We don't do normal uh, normally do mock drafts for the actual teams, for the actual general managers and owners, but because of the unique technological necessity uh, or issues that you've got this year? They decided to have a, a mock draft. Borky, did, did it not go well? Apparently, it
2: started with the number one overall pick in Cincinnati. They had a... and it, This sounds like it's not a whole lot of time, but when you think about the draft, they had a two-minute and 30-second uh, issue. So, the first pick is not a problem. They're taking Joe Burrow at number one. But what happens in the sixth round? You have five minutes. They have this thing in place where if you're having technical difficulties, you can halt the draft, but day one, not a good start. And the thing is, it's just like internet connection, and it's dialing the right numbers, and it's keeping their microphones on mute while somebody besides them is talking. They can't do any of that, apparently.
0: Be a bad time to why introduce new general manager Kyle Larson, then I would think. Jeez.
1: <laughs> yes, that probably that would down. not. Uh, that would probably not go well. Why? Why is it that NFL general managers can't figure out how to work a Zoom meeting or use Microsoft Teams, but all of us can? Man, they can't figure out how to draft the better quarterback ahead of the
2: not good quarterback. So I have no faith in them whatsoever. I did find it funny to see uh, uh, some pictures are, are coming out of the war rooms that the GM or in like the Saints cage, you, you got to see Sean Payton's war room. And they are these intricate, like 10 screen, multiple phones, like perfect setup. And the Giants' GM tweets a picture out of him working from his war room, and it's like an old Dell laptop and just a bunch of stuff on a messy desk next to him. Like, the 49ers, uh, um, John Lynch's war room's incredible. I mean, it looks like he had an entire team of, like, the Geek Squad come in and build him this beautiful, state-of-the-art, like, war room. Same thing with Sean Payton. Like, their setups are almost identical how fitting is those two guys having an elite level setup in the Giants on a ratty old laptop?
1: Yeah, I saw the uh, picture. What was it? The uh, was it the Chargers GM uh, last week. He was sitting in what looked like a dining room table or something like that in the the living room of a nice house. And I think there were you know between laptops and computers six of them plus a, a TV monitor on, on his dining room table. Very little paper. And then you get to Dave Gettleman, and he has a a three-ring binder, and it's one of those big (laughs) three-ring binders that was like five or six inches thick. There were various stacks of paper in different places. There was one, as Borky described it, older-looking Dell laptop. There was a bottle of hand sanitizer and a bottle of lotion sitting on the desk.
0: He had had a stapler. It It was a swing line.
2: Meanwhile, I'm looking at John Lynch. So John Lynch has at least a 65-inch TV in the furthest distance away from him. Underneath the 65-inch TV, it looks like he's got two 55s or so with like a 42 in the middle and three computer monitors that we can see and three landline
0: phones. Hmm. I got, I, got, I got two monitors here at my Not desk. Not Dave I'm, Gettleman. I'm doing, I'm,
2: one, I'm doing better than Gettleman. One just went to the Super Bowl. The other one has had a top five offense for like the last five years. And the other one, you know,
0: is Dave wasn't Gettleman. Wasn't there a
1: quote, Rippy? Rippy, wasn't there a quote a few weeks back from Gettleman about the computer guys or the computer people or the technology folks or something?
3: I think he called his analytics department computer people. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> well, he needs to have his That's analytics department was. come
0: by the house, wear a mask, and uh, and set him up with something.
1: Adam Schefter tweeted today, text from a participant on the NFL's mock draft that started at 1 p.m. Eastern. Quote, mock draft today, already technical glitch with Cincinnati's first pick. Brutal. Diana Russini, from, also from ESPN, text from a GM during this mock draft. Uh, mock draft. Quote, there are early communication issues because thirty-two of us GMs are on conference call and we didn't hit mute. Sounds awful. Close quote. And apparently it did get a little bit better as they went along. Yeah, anybody that's ever been on a conference call, you you can always you can always tell the people who haven't done conference calls, haven't had work calls, especially one where you're you're jumping on with like thirty people, where you have to get in and you're like uh, everybody, mute your line. Like there, there are two immediate tells for haven't done many conference calls. So you jump on a conference call and you get the automated voice. It says, uh, "State your name and then press pound." Anybody that actually states their name before pressing pound, new to the whole conference call thing, because nobody does that. Nobody wants to announce their arrival on a conference call. You just hit pound and move on. You will it's now true. be placed into conference. That's number one. And then number two is, I don't know if you guys do this or not. You know, that you've always got, like, star six to mute, pound six to talk. Yeah, like, if you need to, like, somebody's leading the call, and if you need to say something, you can hit star six. Otherwise, your line is generally muted. Just mute your own phone. You're probably on an iPhone, maybe from C Spire, if you're like me, and you get in there, you connect you hit pound, you don't announce yourself, and you immediately hit mute. Right there on your phone, you don't have to be at the mercy of anybody else to hit star six or pound six. Just mute it yourself. I I, I don't understand. <laughs> while, while we're on this, going down this road, why not? There was... I, I know this to be fact. There was a board meeting that was happening via... Either Zoom or like FaceTime group or, or something along the I, I don't Can you do a group FaceTime call? I don't know the
0: answer to that. Whatever. So I'm we'll just say at my that a three ring binder over here. I'll, I don't know.
2: <laughs> you can so, on at least like FaceTime apps. I don't know if the actual FaceTime does, but like WhatsApp yeah, or well, Facebook portal or whatever, sure. you can do it.
1: So whatever. Bank board meeting. Fellas got to uh, go to the restroom. So, what does he do? He just carries his phone right there with him. Line is not muted. It was full on Leslie Nielsen naked gun. <laughs> oh. You can hear the stream uh, they making it live. They were streaming live. Fortunately, <laughs> the video. <laughs> It, here, here's how he didn't know everybody else is watching like not watching watching i mean it's like you know above the waist watching normally have to pay the for guy's got kind of it idea. flipped around where he doesn't see his own face he only sees what everybody else like he's only seeing everybody else as opposed to having it turned around where he's seeing what everybody else is seeing no idea no idea comes back
0: rejoins the meeting hey jim <laughs> welcome back Good to see you <laughs> everything's shake out all right in there?
1: <laughs> and then Oof. clearly you, you you saw the uh, city councilman meeting from wherever it was that one floated yeah. around a couple of weeks ago yeah how, how did they keep it together when he
0: rejoined the meeting that's what I don't <laughs> that's what I don't understand good good thing I wasn't on there because the puns would have been flying. <laughs> Did you forget you're in a meeting? I mean, something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you.
1: Streaming at uh, supertalk.fm. C Spire text line, you can't just blow by an office space reference like that. I don't know. I yeah. thought the swing line reference was great. Uh, thank you, you either get it or yeah. you don't, right?
0: Need you to uh, these coaches aren't tech savvy.
1: Play. I mean... Nick Saban just got an email account because his wife was tired of doing emails for him amid the shutdown. Nick Saban, welcome to Gmail. Sports Talk Mississippi. you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Monday afternoon, 20th of April. Thanks for being with us. We didn't do it at the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour, still just kind of getting into some stuff, but uh, it's what we do on Mondays, even without sports. How about winners and losers?
3: All 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 I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm
0: a loser, baby. We got winners
1: got losers. loser. Americans love a winner
2: and will
3: not tolerate a loser.
2: Winner never win. And a winner never
1: win. You know how it works? What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? And we are even, it was fun last week, so I have absolutely no problem with going through the hypothetical weekend if we would uh, would like to do that uh, again hey dad you are up first on this monday give me a winner
0: i'll do, I'll do a real one first the bundesliga that is the german uh, top soccer league looks like they're going to mm-hmm. be the first ones to get back in into the swing of things uh they've gotten approval to to start playing matches in front of nobody uh they have to they have to come up with a plan for everything they they have to you know, hash all the details out, but it, they are at least moving forward with the idea of having games and uh, and and playing them in front of, of no crowd. Okay, I like it. Hopefully, that'll be a first. I, I like
2: it. How dare yeah. you ignore the Taiwanese baseball league?
0: <laughs> Major <laughs> sports league is what I should have said. I guess they've been no, playing baseball. for a
2: while. They just didn't really get any cases there. I guess being mm. an island or whatever
3: helps. No. No, no, uh, no offense to the TBL. Huge. Yeah. Did you say they're in Thailand, Borky? Taiwan. Uh, I was about to say two different places. <laughs> Thailand and Taiwan. Yes, yes, they, they are. are. They are. They're, they
1: yeah, very,
2: they very different. are different places. And that was geography Indeed. talk,
1: Mississippi. <laughs> uh, Rippy, how about a winner?
3: Uh, whoever created the thirty for thirty didn't see the director, but I was greatly entertained. That was. Uh, really great two hours of television Looking forward to the next couple of weeks
1: How late would you have stayed up last night If it if all ten episodes had been available?
3: I would have probably gotten at least Through another two or three I think, a couple hours
1: You don't think you could have made it through Eight more hours?
3: I don't think I would have watched all uh, The additional eight, no But a couple more hours for sure
1: Yeah It would have had been super compelling To go for eight more hours But uh, I don't know I was certainly left wanting more, which I guess is a good thing. Borky, give me a winner. Uh, NFL teams in their new jerseys. so the
2: Patriots released uh, their new uniforms today. I mean, they're not anything uh, world-beating, but they're good. They are simple and solid, and that's what you should get in a football uniform. So now the Patriots, the Browns, the Bucks have all upgraded, and they look really nice, really good-looking jerseys. Forget the Falcons for a second. We'll deal with them later, but really nice upgrades across the league as far as uniform
1: goes. Not that I'm necessarily condoning buying these, but the online apparel company who was able to turn around and begin marketing before the end of the second uh, episode, Traveling Cocaine Circus t-shirts last night. (laughs) Red t-shirts... In the old style cursive Chicago font, like the the uniforms that uh, the Jordan wore early, yeah. in the uh, in the mid eighties, those that was the font, black riding, trimmed in white, available to you for nineteen ninety five plus shipping and handling online at yeah you know, whatever the site was. That's there's some ingenuity there. I don't know what the shelf life is for those shirts. But I bet they sold a bunch of them last night and this morning. And if you didn't get be, the uh, reference, that was something that uh, that came out in the first episode of the documentary last night.
0: You got to be first to market with those things. That's like yeah. the rest of those yeah. guys. Yeah.
1: Uh, any losers?
2: Can't decide if this is a winner or a loser. Uh, the NASCAR iRacing League, three weeks in, uh, three separate controversies. So in the first week, they had a guy rage quit, which is just like typical online behavior. But it was kind of funny seeing an adult male really? NASCAR driver rage quit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I got to find that on YouTube. It's got to be on there.
2: Uh, week two, obviously uh, not one uh, to laugh about. Guy wrecked his career by using a word that you just simply do not use anywhere uh, at any time. And now this week... They had a guy, uh, Matt uh, Benedetto, guy I never heard of, but NASCAR driver, got kicked off of the iRacing League for intentionally wrecking a guy twice.
0: What's the point of these games? You can't intentionally wreck. (laughs) And
2: and after the race, he gets on Twitter and is wearing uh, a giraffe onesie, like a plush giraffe onesie in... in, (laughs) <laughs> it records as a banana boat video. Was the cleaners.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, those so, guys would not have liked to have played NHL '94 with me when I was just out body checking everybody. My gosh,
1: so three. So weeks. NASCAR is taking the iRacing League very seriously. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'll send you the video if you want. It's not a bad wreck, but he obviously intentionally wrecks a guy and he
1: gets kicked out of the race. Are they taking uh, Are they taking themselves too seriously? Sounds like it. Maybe so. Mike in Oxford in the C Spire text line says, didn't really care for him as a player, which is hard for me to understand. But he says, uh, but Jeter is a winner for giving up, or at least temporarily suspending his $5 million salary as uh, president of the Miami Marlins. On that note, here's another loser that just hit me, Charity
2: Shamers. So, you're seeing it everywhere. Like Brooks Kepka, for example. Oh, this is
3: not a person. This is uh, not a person. Oh, that was I'm mine. We'll Kepka one?
2: Yeah. So, Brooks Kepka, who recently just gave $100,000 uh, to help with all of the relief efforts for coronavirus, tweeted a picture of a pretty small steak and some asparagus and got roasted online. How dare you, rich man, tweet an image like that when people are starving?
3: Well, he tweeted, it says, meanwhile, people, it's some guy named Christian Smith says, meanwhile, people can't pay their bill can't make their bills, but nice to you have an, ex- I think he might have been drunk, but nice of you to have an expensive dinner. Yeah, and you're seeing it everywhere. I mean,
2: if if an athlete donates $100,000, oh, well, he made $20 million last year, so that's nothing to him. They do the comparisons, The, the that's like $5 to you and me. No, it's not. $100,000 is like $100,000. That's what it is. Charity shaming and that going on is just
1: absurd. Yeah I, yeah, I don't get that at all. It's like, why don't you commend somebody for
0: doing something good? Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> or, why, why are they only doing this? You know?
3: Go ahead. <laughs> the only reason I saw it is because SVP said, the guy is having a stake. You're really doing this? Why are people like this? And then Kepka just responded to him and said, what have you done, big guy? And then uh, he he, said, he did
1: that to SVP.
3: No, 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 no. no. To to to, oh. to said guy. Okay. They just both responded to said guy. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he was slapping a big guy on SVP there. Like SVP was kind of defending him, but the guy just said, "Donated to my church, and I make one one thousandth of what you make." He said, "Good for you." I mean, we're we're allowed to eat steaks, guys.
0: Hope hope nobody saw my beef ribs, man. I don't. I don't want to get shamed for that. Ooh, hey, Dad! Well
1: done, winner. You were on the I? winners list uh, <laughs> they were for
0: uh, for the beef ribs. Can you imagine how good Did they you would tweet have been a
3: picture of it? if you had just done yeah. them on the grill? That was kind of tone deaf of you.
0: <sighs> well, you know, you know, I don't have much for the pores, I guess. Rippy. it's just you know, if you can't get beef ribs, well, I don't. I don't have time for you. But they were good as they were. Yeah, they uh, they looked good. They, don't you wish you'd done them on the grill? No, I don't. I wish I'd done them the way I did them, so I had all that delicious sauce that they were. That they was were your gravy in. boat. That's I just I just put a straw in that thing and went to town.
1: If there was any left over, did you toy with the idea of just pouring it on your head? I, I, I was going to take a like, bath in it as a gravy
0: exfoliate. Uh, hey, Dad, Is he okay?
1: You remember the other day? You remember the other day when I told Borky? Here's the line, and you just jumped
0: right over it. Yeah. You just crossed the line, hey, Dad. You just talked about taking a bath in gravy. I am a habitual line stepper, as Charlie Murphy might have said.
1: Mm hmm.
0: From the uh, from the virtual weekend,
1: losers having to watch uh, Vanderbilt baseball over the course of three days, twenty seven times. Take a jog <laughs> down. Left field to participate in human bowling and calisthenics and whatnot. Winner. Winner. Did not get arrested. But congratulations, top of the winner's list, to the Ole Miss fan who took it upon themselves to absolutely cold cock the Vandy Whistler. His jaw is having to be wired back together. He did Even not I- pass away, but will not be whistling anytime soon. And the Ole Miss fans that have contributed to the Legal Defense Fund already, you are winners as well. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back. Are you checking out the C Spire text line, Mr. Hayden?
0: Yes. Come on, guys.
1: Whew. So last week, to spice things up a little bit for... Should I explain? Or no? Yes. No, no. Let's just move on with our lines. Uh Last week, to <laughs> thing, uh, spice things up with winners and losers, we had some actual winners and losers, and then we went with a uh, virtual winner and loser segment. Like, the things that, in your mind, would have happened in an alternate universe where everything is normal. So this past weekend would have been weekend six of SEC play. We would be 18 games in to Southeastern Conference baseball play. I'm not sure that uh, we would have gotten all three games in in every site this weekend. Maybe we would have planned ahead and played doubleheaders on Saturday. Um, Anyway, so we would be uh, 60% of the way through at this point. And one of the winners for me this weekend was the Ole Miss fan who uh, cold-cocked the Vandy Whistler. His jaw has been wired together. He is going to live. He is not going to whistle for a very long time. And a secondary uh, set of winners are the uh, the people that have already put together the GoFundMe to take on the legal fees of the fan. And uh, I certainly hope to have a, uh, a judge that we can put on the winner's list as well for dismissing this case, you know. As a frivolous lawsuit, <laughs> it's all said and done. Also, on the winners list, Mississippi State. That was a great weekend in South Carolina, going
0: to yeah. Columbia and getting three. It's hard yeah. to win a series. It's really hard to sweep. It's, it's been a, it's been really really good since that uh, that turnaround there. I guess with Texas Tech, you know, only lost the one SEC series, and that was the uh, the, the one to Ole Miss that you set up. And uh, last weekend, yeah. <laughs> they've they've been really
1: good. Game one, but the Rebels were able to backside it on Friday and Saturday, according to you.
3: Based on Uh, the rankings when the schedule ended, Ole Miss would have been halfway through a stretch of at state, home number five, Vandy, at number one, Florida, at number two, Georgia, the next month. Gosh, that's just brutal. Uh, What what was Ole Miss right? That I don't know. That's just based off their schedule. My loser would have been if we're doing this. My
0: my podcast partner Joel Coleman, who took the weekend off, didn't go to South Carolina. Went to Atlanta and unfortunately watched his Braves get swept by the San Francisco Giants. Giant, Giants have been good That's so tough. far in this in this world. Johnny Cueto looking like the uh, the guy of old. How about Ole Miss knocking Kumar Rocker out after just three innings on Friday night?
1: Seven runs, eleven hits. All seven runs
0: earned and only three innings pitched for Kumar Rocker. That was impressive. Said after the game, he was just rattled by the uh, the fact that there was no whistling. Maybe so. I
2: hate to burst this bubble. Mike in Oxford reminds us that the Governor's Cup would have been tomorrow night. You want to know what the weather was going to be tomorrow?
0: First pitch pitch temperature at
2: 75 degrees without a cloud in the sky.
0: We would have all been together. (laughs) <laughs>
2: God, that, that one hurts.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Would have been Mississippi State's chance to even the se- season series <laughs> at two games apiece. Would have been. I had Who would have pitched in that this game. weekend? Ole Miss was. Oh yeah. last Weekend right? Yeah, loser, loser, Richard. Uh, I had had a TV assignment this past weekend. <laughs> Put football oh. on the SEC network. Great job, man. <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks. It good was uh I was yeah, it, it was the old miss game. It was um Mike Golett Jr. and me in the booth and Olivia Harlan, uh Olivia Decker on the sideline. So Bummer. Boy, how good was the weather here Saturday night, too. Oh, it's fantastic. I think Saturday was really good,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Hey. Did we avoid... like I know there was bad weather everywhere, but did we avoid... It wasn't like it was last weekend, was it? I haven't seen anything online that said, you know...
2: There was a a tornado on the ground near Summerall, but the outbreak certainly was not uh, close to what we had last week.
0: So winter, state of Mississippi, for not getting destroyed two weekends in a row. Jeez. Yeah. No, it was... uh, and and there was some damage
1: from that, and I, I think I read that there was one life that was lost, uh, and certainly uh, makes it uh, makes it serious. But um, hmm. hopefully, we can uh, can get away from these severe weather weekends. Just warm it on up, hey, hey Dad. You're the one that wants seventy. Oh, we you know we're sixty seventy. We got those fronts pushing up from the Gulf. We just need to get hot. Just get good and hot. No more tornadoes once it's good and hot.
0: It's true.
1: MP in Oxford says, winner, the Vandy fan that retaliated on the throw-it-in-the-dirt ringleader.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: John Gruden finally
2: showed up at Tennessee, by the way. He crashed a Zoom <laughs> class.
1: Oh, did oh, he? Yeah. That's all they ever Kevin and Winona says, I'm kind of mad at Brian Haydad for going two weeks without mentioning the MSU men's basketball team for their unexpected run through the SEC tournament. To clinch the title and automatic berth in the tournament and then continue the OMG momentum to a national title.
0: I missed all that. (laughs) I didn't see that one. There's Kevin, There's the fantasy world and then there's... This um,
1: hmm. This is virtual winners and losers, not fantasy winners and losers.
0: But he's driving.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross. Michael Warky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey, thanks for being with us on this Monday. Start of a new week, the 20th of April. C Spire text line is open. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. If you're experiencing fever, cough, sore throat, or shortness of breath, well, C Spire and UMMC are partnering to offer free COVID-19 screenings through the C Spire Health app for all Mississippians who are experiencing symptoms. Learn more at cspirehealth.com. Again, cspirehealth.com for more information. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. Football Fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. At Ford, they are built to lend a hand. You can get three months deferred, three months paid. It's up to six months relief for peace of mind. Learn more at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Mention this at the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll go into it a little more depth right now. Mississippi State, a quarterback in the transfer portal, Keaton Thompson Officially, well, I say officially. He's officially in the transfer portal, according to Matt Zenitz. I think yeah. was the at A- A- AL.com that was the first to report it. Uh, you can read about it on supertalk.fm. So I don't guess he's officially gone or officially out of Mississippi State because we've been down this road before, but it feels like this time it's for real.
0: Yeah like I said, at the top of the four o'clock hour, my 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 thought process here is that this has just sort of been building since he entered the portal and came back out uh, prior to the start of the twenty nineteen season that he just didn't have enough you know, attractive offers. At that late juncture to, to warrant a move, so he's going to go back in now and see what's what's opening up to him at this point. Uh, and you know, it's something we've been talking about for weeks. There's just too many uh, QBs in that room right now, especially a guy like Thompson, who was clearly recruited to to run a different style of system, um, and and you know had not shown the the ability to be such an accurate passer that Mike Leach is going to demand from his quarterback position. Uh, so you know, just not a good fit for what Mike Leach wants to do. Uh, you know, a guy that you know, if we talk about what we're just doing, the virtual world. In the virtual world where Dan Mullen doesn't leave Mississippi State, I mean, Keaton Thompson's the heir apparent. I think he would have been an incredibly talented uh, quarterback and a, a really good fit in what Dan Mullen wanted to do and, and would have been a, a good player for Mississippi State. But with what Joe Moorhead wanted to do and then now definitely with what Mike Leach wants to do, it's just not a good fit, and then it's time to to wish him well. He was what, the heir apparent to Nick Fitzgerald? Yeah, but I think, you know, we always talk about, you know, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. Fitzgerald was sort of, the, you know, he had to follow Dak, and that's that's certainly no easy thing. I think Keaton Thompson was the guy everybody was sort of looking forward to of being trying to be the next Dak, which I don't think he could have been because Dak was a super accurate passer. Well, he only would not. have had one
1: year, though, right? No, he would have been the starter. Well, in, in, two, years, two I'm sorry, last, was, last year and this year.
0: Three, well, Yeah, he would have started 19 and 20, yeah, assuming he didn't redshirt in, in, at any point, which he probably would not have. Um. Well, he would be. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, because he redshirted last year. So yeah, yeah, I think he would have been a uh, you know a really good player for Mullen, a guy who could you know, certainly run the football and and Mullen's scheme. he didn't have to be the most accurate passer to be successful, and uh, would have been a really good player for issue. But with what State wants to do now, it's it's just not going to work. So, Keaton
1: Thompson signed with Dan Mullen out of high school in the class of 2017. He was a four-star rated quarterback, highest rated quarterback to ever sign with Mississippi State. Backup role as a true freshman until the uh, Egg Bowl, uh, when Nick Fitzgerald's injury forced him into the starting position. He led Mississippi State to the win over Louisville and Heisman Trophy winner Lamar Jackson in the Gator Bowl. That was kind of the high point of his career. It, It never really worked after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got the start the season opener the next year with Nick Fitzgerald suspended, uh, and had a big yardage game, but it, it completed under under fifty percent of his passes, and you know that was just never going to work for Moorhead. Of course, you know Fitzgerald wasn't that high above that either, but you know he just never showed that he he was developing as a passer. Great athlete, great runner, no question about that, but never showed you that he was he was developing as a passer. And of course, this past year. Never even got on the field as a quarterback. Played one play the entire season, or maybe played more than one play, but had one catch for eight yards against Ole Miss. That was the only game he played in the entire year.
1: Tell you where we are in the NFL right now. Uh, this is a real-life, legitimate headline or, or, or like bottom-of-the-screen graphic on Center. So Jamal Adams is entering the last year of his rookie deal. He wants a new contract. So what's he doing? Jamal Adams expected to skip voluntary
3: virtual program. Ooh, that's a big blow. Dak's doing the same thing, right? Yes, he is. Because that's really your only leverage for an unsigned franchise tag is to not participate in the like off or whatever. I mean, everyone does it. it.
0: You skip the Zoom meetings. <laughs> Jeez. I'll be I'll be danged if I'm gonna FaceTime with anybody till I get this new contract signed.
3: I mean, if you would it be worse to skip them or do what said guy did with, uh, with uh, going, taking it to the bathroom? Oh, like I feel like that would get under people's skin more. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: So I, I asked you this earlier. You think Keaton Thompson's
0: going back home to Louisiana? If I had to guess, yeah. I mean. You look at a guy like Devontae Jason, who was sort of similar in terms of you know highly highly recruited guy out of the state of Louisiana. He and he goes in the transfer portal and he ends up at uh at Nichols State. Uh, I I mean obviously a little bit more you know market for good quarterbacks out there, but I, I just see him going closer to home and uh, and heading back to the state of Louisiana, but not at LSU by any means.
1: So the options would be ULM, Lafayette, Louisiana Tulane, Tech, Nichols, Tulane, Northwestern State. Nice.
0: Yeah, all, all those schools, you know. And if he ended up at somewhere like South Alabama or Troy, I wouldn't be totally surprised, but I think he'll be back in Louisiana.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd like to see him do well because Keith oh, Thompson yeah. was a talented player.
0: And a good kid. Every time I got a chance to talk to him, very respectful, very professional in the way he talked to to the media. Thought he was a you know, smart guy. But, it just just again, if Mullen had stayed, I think he would have been a star. But since he didn't, it just didn't work out.
1: One more item for you in the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. According to a report earlier today from Sports Business Journal, the Pac-12 is in talks with multiple platforms in regards to their next TV contract or its next TV contract. Uh, 2024 is when the new deal comes uh, on board. Here was a quote from the story. Uh, they said that they are very interested in learning more about the rights and learning more about the business to determine whether or not they'd be a viable partner in 2024. They, by the way, is Apple. They said that on the surface, we look like a good partner to investigate. Apple TV Plus was the only platform specifically named in the report, which stated Apple executives liked that the Pac-12's San Francisco offices were just down the street from their Cupertino headquarters. I mean, that's a good reason to jump into bed with somebody. You're just right down the street. That and the fact that you have so much money, you probably need to do something with it. Um, Mark Shulkin, who is Pac-12 Network's president, says that the conference's decision to pursue an equity sale last year built relationships with Silicon Valley. That helped jumpstart these talks, which all boil back to the league's decision to finance its own TV network in the early part of the previous decade. (laughs) Here's an article in the story from uh, College Football Talk. Because that bet came up snake eyes, and because the $3 billion deal the league signed with ESPN and Fox back in 2011 has now been passed... The league is debating whether to double down on its gamble to go its own way in regards to its TV inventory. I mean, is there not an element of fool me once, shame on you, fool me
0: twice? That one's on me. Don't get fooled again. Uh, Yes. Yes, there definitely is an element of that uh, in, in this. and I mean, it's just not overly surprising, to be totally honest with you. Still waiting
2: for Amazon or or somebody like that to step in and just buy all these sports rights because they have all the financial capital to do it once they realize how valuable it is.
0: It will happen eventually.
1: No. Yeah, maybe. Mothers, and, and then what? Make them all available through Prime. Yep. Where they just Amazon add to their customers of Prime. Shower,
2: yep. Download the app. Put it on your smart TV. Laptop wherever watch it through Amazon they could make that program in a few weeks and be done with it
1: do they launch Amazon Prime sports and charge you an additional fifty bucks a year? Oh yeah without a doubt that, I think yeah. that's coming yeah. So which online giant is more poised to Really make a strong foray into the sports television rights. Is it Amazon or Google? Feels like it's Google. Although, I
2: doesn't Amazon have more capital now uh, than Google? Yes. Their market cap's higher. But, I mean, Google's already got the platform. Although they just lost uh, the Fox RSNs, which made me switch, which sucks because Hulu is worse as far as the interface and usability goes than YouTube TV, but they already have the platform. It's an easy-to-work app. Everybody's got a Google account or knows how to use Google, and everybody, YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world. So everybody's been on YouTube, and everybody's been on Google, and you have accounts, and you have apps on your phone and apps on your TV, and they already have the platform. So they could take it to market this year, whereas Amazon, it would take, a, well, I guess, a few weeks to do the same thing, but Google's at least prepared to do it right now since they already have the platform.
0: Wouldn't be a capital issue for, for Amazon trying yeah. to figure that out, I don't think. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, Amazon
1: has about $300 billion more in terms of market cap. They have a $1.19 trillion market cap, uh, whereas Google's checking in at uh, merely $868.2 billion. Merely. The pores, like I said earlier.
2: <laughs> All because a don't, nerd wanted to sell
1: don't. books out of his living room.
0: Don't tweet Google a picture of your steak. You'll know, hear about it from them. So do you? Do you think it happens though, or
2: do you think these television companies are going to be around for a while? Because eventually everything's going to become digital. Whether it's five years or twenty years, there's going to be no such thing as satellite TV anymore. It'll all just be internet and digital based. Like you won't have cable. You won't have any of that. It'll all be different. But when do you think that
1: is? And who, or does anybody start it? Did you know Apple's market cap is bigger than Google's? I'm sorry, bigger than Amazon's? Did not know that. I didn't either. and That really surprised me, actually. Sorry. I don't even know what your question was. I was so <laughs> shocked by that, Morky. <laughs> well, will have mean, to ask it again. I mean,
2: everybody, not everybody, but 99% of the people that you know all have at least one Apple device, usually multiple. In my house, we have four. It's just, if you want a phone unless you're Will East, apparently, you go get an iPhone. If you want a laptop, <laughs> unless you're me. I am so weary of group
0: text messages with, with Will green. East where
1: they're the green.
2: freaking
0: green. I had an Android before I started this job. but
1: I mean, if we like, took up a community
0: collection and
1: bought them? him an iPhone, would he use it <laughs> or would he still not? I think he's all in on the this
2: phone's better trend. But it's not, is it?
0: did. Probably minimal difference
2: I, I had a state of the art galaxy there for a while, and it I mean it did everything that the iPhone does, but the problem is everybody's iPhones are in sync like you can do airdrop and and everything's all the same, and when you're different, you're the jerk, just like I was the guy that made the messages green and everybody hated it. That's How many Apple devices at your house? There's four. My phone, my wife's phone... Oh, she has an iPad, too. Two iPads and one desktop computer. So we have five
1: Apple devices in our
0: home. And we have five, too. How many do
1: you have, Rippy? I'm curious, like, genuinely curious. I'm a single guy, relatively
3: recent out of college. Phone and computer. Okay. I don't think I have anything else.
2: Oh, we also have two Apple TV devices, so there's seven.
1: Yeah, like I'm trying to think. So I've got a phone and an Apple computer, and my wife has a phone and an Apple computer, and my daughter has like an old crappy Apple computer, but also an iPad. Obi has an iPad. There are a couple of Apple watches floating around that aren't in use. I mean, they're here, but we don't use them. We've got an you can send one to my Apple way if you TV. Want to. Yeah, I mean, these are like first gen ones. I don't think you want them. Um, so we're like. Ten to twelve. Gosh. Do you is there anything
2: else in your home, clothing aside, that you have ten of?
1: Mm.
2: From the same brand, I guess I should say. Because you don't have ten laptops, but ten from the same brand. Anything else in your home?
0: I mean I mean
2: I'd have to think I think we've probably got
1: one, two th- no. I mean I get three or four samsung tvs isn't
2: that crazy yeah. i mean the only thing i can think of is golf clubs and clothes
1: otherwise it's our apple stuff yeah it's crazy when you think about it that way isn't it they
2: own us yeah. all it's a really good south park episode about when you don't read
1: the terms of service
2: and what they bury in there <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> that's one of my favorites are are there other technology brands that you use besides Apple?
2: I have a Dell, and I need to get rid of it. And when I do, it will become an Apple.
3: Yeah. I had that I Amazon do Fire Stick one summer when I lived somewhere and didn't have cable. Like the TV thing, or streaming, yeah, yeah. whatever it is.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, you can but use a the- Fire Stick or Roku, or it's yeah, one of those deals. It's not yeah. a,
0: a brand loyalty thing for me though. It's just like Apple's. Just it's easy. Make the product. Yeah, they just make the products that you want. I mean, the only the only brand I might be lo- loyal to from a technology standpoint is Sony for the PlayStation. I don't want to go back to the Xbox. But other than that, you know. Nice. If you had to go out and buy a television, would you be
1: brand loyal to Sony because no. of?
0: Okay. No. No, I would, just, I would look for the best deal.
1: Are you a? G- given the fact that television, L- LED televisions have become so relatively inexpensive, and, and look, I mean, you got to drop five, six, seven hundred bucks, three, four hundred, five hundred—that's a lot of money, right? But compared to when we were kids, when somebody would go buy a big screen TV, like that big box that was a piece of furniture for like a you know fifty-five inch square television, I mean, those things were like.
2: Three, four, five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I bought my sixty-five inch at a big box store
1: for under five hundred dollars. Well, I guess that's what I was gonna ask though, is if you're buying a big television, are you okay with going with whatever the like absolute cheapest brand that you've never heard of is because it's four hundred bucks and be willing to throw it away two or three years down the line and just go get another one? Or do you say, no, I'm still going to buy a Sony TV, or I'm still going to buy a Samsung, but one of their higher-end models, and I'm going to get six years out of it?
2: I'm a whatever's on sale kind of guy.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean... No offense to Hisense, but, or, or whatever that is, but are you going to go out and buy a Hisense TV? If it's on sale, yes. And the picture looks reasonable? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've got a, a TCL right now, which it was on sale, so I got it. Okay. I'm only Fair brand enough. loyal when it comes to golf clubs, I think. I don't know if there's anything else that I'm brand loyal to in my life besides golf clubs. Yeah, you're entitled like eight guy, right? pairs Titleist. of Sketchers
0: in a row, so maybe that's one.
2: I guess Apple, too, without even thinking about it. They subconsciously, like, get into my wallet and make me buy their stuff. Like, I just said out loud, when I get rid of this Dell, it's going to be an Apple, without even thinking about it. haven't even shopped for them yet, but I know what I'm getting. They've uh, controlled my brain.
1: All right, here we go. Josh says, for my fellow Android fans, I switched from Samsung to OnePlus. Best decision ever. Stand strong, Will East. Team Android. Paul in Greenville, in terms of, is there anything that you have more of in your home besides Apple products? He says, beer. <laughs> uh, Steven says, uh, hope y'all enjoy paying double just for that Apple logo. Pretty sure Apple uses Samsung components. Um, Hammy in Hattiesburg says he's got 14 Browning firearms. Okay. So, Hammy, you are brand, brand loyal to Browning.
0: I can appreciate that. It's don't very ever, uh, American, too. I mean, this is the guy that sends us good pictures of meat all the time. So don't don't ever show up unannounced at Hammy's house. Let, let him know you're coming. Mike
1: says he wouldn't take an iPhone for free. He says he uses a Note Eight. He does have an iPod Touch from 2004.
3: What is a Note? Okay. I don't even know what that is. Note
1: Eight. That's a Samsung Samsung Galaxy Note. Just a model number. Uh, Here we go. So all the sports announcers only on Apple's. I don't have an Apple product at my house. I have a Google phone and use a Google computer now and then. Okay. Google makes Uh, Caleb says two Apple TVs, two iPhones, two MacBook Pros, and one airport router. He is all in. Greg says he's a compare guy. Best deal for the buck. Smart. Yeah. No problem with it. Not at all. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Streaming with you at supertalk.fm. We will be right back. Great. Can we agree on that, hey, Dad? Yes, we can. Horse Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Kevin Smith at Yahoo. Yahoo! By the way, before we get to Kevin Smith at Yahoo. uh, Let's see here. There was a note to Borky on here, and... I can't find it. Where did it go, Borky? I don't know. Uh, there was a message to you, and I can't remember what it is. So, Is it the guy that uh, gets really
2: bothered when I, I don't use store names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was mad at you for saying uh, big box stores. Yeah, if one of these big box stores want to pay me to say their name, I will. But until then, I'm good with just calling them that.
1: So you're going to steer clear of Walmart, Target, and Home Depot and
0: Lowe's and just call them all just generic stores? Just give big it away, stores. Richard. Just give away the store, why don't you? You're like Fred. Yeah, I'd, uh, You know what happened to Fred's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gave away too many stores. I'd, and out of business. When I uh,
2: first started here, uh, I was told that... I I said a, a competitor of one of the local station sponsors' name on the air, and... Uh, I didn't get in trouble, but I was told to make sure I don't do that again. And ever since then, I've taken that advice to heart. Unless they're paying <laughs> no, us for the, for the mention, I'm not going to give it to them.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea because generally speaking, we don't mention the competitors to our longtime advertising partners. And I mean, if we'd love to have you on board if you're a big box store that wants to advertise. <laughs>
2: yeah i'll take you one just got happy built right to up go the road. down that road one just got built right up the road from the studio opened on my birthday it's match
1: made in heaven call me there you go um amanda from pike county's an android girl and says she's perfectly fine with her vizio, uh, with her vizio quinn likes your jams today borky likes both the allison chains and the rush been a good day uh where did you get the tv May get another one next week. And honestly, Big Box Store doesn't tell me where to go to get the TV. I got it at a local Uh, Big Box Store.
0: There you go. It was on sale. Google Google is your friend. (laughs) You can't find a good deal, buddy. You're not looking hard.
1: I just want to know where he got the dang TV, but he won't tell me because he's mad that I roasted him yesterday. Yeah. If you want to call it that. Straight fire. You mean give him the phone number, Borky, and let him call you? I won't answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you kidding, Kevin Smith? Yahoo argues the NBA should resume play at Disney World. Here are the reasons an abundance of hotel rooms and resort space. The Art of Animation Resort, for example, has 2,000 rooms, Pop Century has 2,900. And they're connected to each other with food and beverage locations and pools for relaxation. Those are just two examples. They all have accommodations like that. Okay. Basketball facilities. The ESPN War uh, Wide World of Sports Complex can offer at least 12 NBA caliber courts, most of which would be broadcast ready. And they've got the big arena where they play the uh, the Thanksgiving tournament
0: every year at Wide World of Sports.
1: Number three, the ability to create a bubble, since it's basically a fortified city within itself. Number four, the broadcast space and infrastructure needed is there. Number five, the relationship between Disney and the NBA is expansive. And finally, Florida has deemed pro sports as essential services So there are no political hurdles through which to jump. What do you think? It does make a ton of sense, doesn't it? I mean, it is the happiest place on
2: Earth. Yeah. Although I've never been. But, I mean, they could even... They have so much space, they could take it as far as let some of these guys bring their families in. I mean, that's how much space they would have to do this if they really wanted to. But... It's at least bringing
1: families along. By the way, for road trips in the NBA would hamper the lifestyle of some NBA players. Oh yeah, just just a little bit.
2: If you remember the James Harden story we did last year, I don't know if he has a family (laughs) or not, but him especially uh, would be hampered by it. But it makes more sense to do it at a place like that than just to like hold a college campus or a city down, right? Because if you do it in Vegas, the plan for Vegas was resort casino practice arena, game arena, resort casino, couldn't do anything else. At least if you're at Disney, they can pass by the downtime with more space and just a chance to feel like you're not in some kind of little biodome to play basketball. Yeah, but it's not like the parks are going to be open. No, but they they've got all these they've got pools and just recreation for them that they could use and not like, further risk coronavirus. It's not not like a city where everything's shut down. It's its own mm-hmm. little thing. I don't know.
1: You're, Would NBA players be more interested in Vegas or Disney?
2: Since so. Vegas is closed, I imagine Disney because of the space. There was something yeah, today
3: so. that they were looking at opening up Vegas mid-May.
2: Oh, yeah. The governor of Nevada is – or was it the mayor of Las Vegas? I think it was mayor. the mayor. Yeah. Uh, she's furious. And because they're going to lose jobs and money by the thousands and millions, and that's being conservative. And she straight up said our city won't survive if we do this any longer because we are tourism based. That's what we do. And we don't have tourists right now.
1: Good point. Jason has an idea. Didn't someone play basketball in an aircraft carrier once? Why, yes. Yes, as a matter of fact they did. President of the United States was there. Barack Obama sat on the deck of the USS um,
0: Ronald Reagan. Wasn't it an issue Whatever. were there issues though in terms of like the, the court was wind slick and and, and wind
1: well, was yeah. It was yeah. the second okay. time that they did it more than once. The first time they pulled it off. The second time
0: was it wind or was it like moisture like condensation was, on the court. I, I remember. I think condensation was it. That could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, you could house the entire NBA on one aircraft carrier, couldn't you?
1: They got to no play idea. those
0: games indoors, though. Yeah, you can't you can't play out outdoors. I don't think.
1: What if you just went to Arizona and played outside? Hot and no wind. Why does it have to be played inside? Because you can't have any
2: outside variables, even on a calm day. Palm Desert, California. You think Gavin Newsom's letting that happen?
3: If you played basketball outside in the summer, that would be probably a pretty big health liability.
1: Yeah, do it your
0: entire life until you get to that level. You don't play at that kind of pace and level, though, and it's one of those things. Hey, hey, I, don't I don't play, play it,
1: defense anyway. Hey, well, Dad, come on! Uh, God, I'm just I'm saying, about I, to
0: say I, that. I, you <laughs> know Well, there's that, and it's like you know, playing outside with your friends. Hey, I'm gonna stop for a second, grab a drink of water, okay? You, know, you can't, you know. Really have so many don't timeouts? Timeouts are during the playoffs. I'm just saying. You know I'm right, devil's advocate over there. <laughs> so soft.
2: I want to see hockey in the
1: Fargo Dome. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm very, I'm very oh, uh, no, we can't play hockey outside now, can
3: we? They do play hockey.
1: Oh, wait. Outside. They do that, don't they?
2: Yeah, but there's less variables that would affect oh, the ring. Oh, well, yeah, like snow,
1: rain. And they do one game do a year. A couple, actually. And how wildly
0: successful has it been? What's well, called its unique? If you did basketball every day outside, it would be like, okay, this this kind of sucks. I'm not suggesting that we play
1: basketball outside for the remainder of the world, like the history of the world.
2: Just, even after the playoffs like, outside a, this year.
0: A, even after a week of it, it would be like, this is, this is not right.
2: Speaking of that, uh, a low-key thing that nobody's talked about that we're going to be missing uh, this early baseball season, the Field of Dreams game.
0: Yeah, I thought oh, yeah. about that the other day.
2: I mean, now, I'm Borthy, sure there will be a yeah. for next year, but still.
1: I hope so. I kind of planned on going. Ooh, that would have been so awesome. Um, As, as like a father-son trip? Oh, which it might have turned into a full family trip. Now, I say that without knowing. I mean, there was going to be such a limited number of tickets. Now, I wasn't going to go and pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars a ticket. But that's one of those that it would have been like, This is a stupid amount of money to pay for a ticket, but I'll do it because it's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, That it would have been really, really cool. Yeah, I hope they decide they just push it back a year. Really hope that's the case. Sports Talk Mississippi will